I found someone I think can help me. Oh. Someone who? To bring into the circle? No. I know what I'm asking. No. Who do we Vulnerable think it enough. is? Yes. People to worry about. Don't lecture me on Pr how anger. Princess Leia is too young. No more at risk than I am. I don't know if she's too young. She's a teenage girl, but she's, I mean, we oh. saw the fire she had in yes. Obi-Wan Kenobi. She's going to yes. defeat the Empire just by running through the woods slowly. Yeah. And they're going to run into branches and trees. <laughs> yes. She'll take out every member of Red Hot Chili Peppers if she has to. <laughs> It would be great. Look out, Anthony <laughs> Kiedis. She's coming for you next. Chad Chad Hall or whatever his name is. It looks like <laughs> yeah. Will Ferrell. You're done. <laughs> Welcome back to New Rock Stars. Star Wars Andor Episode 4 brings our boy Cassian, a.k.a. Clem, to Aldani in a heist to stop a space Nazi payday. The Imperials hint at Death Star construction on Scarif and Luthen masquerades as an antique dealer while Senator Mon Mothma has a new operative to bring on board. But who is this operative? Is it Ahsoka Tano? Is it Bail Organa? Is it his adopted daughter, Princess Leia? You'll get your answers when he fixes Andor. Andor. <laughs> I like it. I love this it. This is WikiLeaks. It's our official after show to Andorra on Disney Plus. I'm here with Tommy Bechtold. Woo! What an episode. Uh, intrigue, costumes, wigs, affectations, everything I needed. You know what I need? I need, I need, uh, I need um, uh, Stellan Skarsgård to go full Mike Myers on this thing. I wanted to play like 15 characters throughout this season of Andor. Like by the end of Andor, it's like, He's played a hut. Like he just puts on a giant rubber suit and he plays like mm -hmm. Tango the Hut, uh, <laughs> a, a Hutanese dancing man. <laughs> it's just this one man show. He has all of his costumes on stage and he yes. gets, uh, he does his quick changes on stage. He's not hiding it. I love it. it. So yeah, my breakdown of all the Easter eggs you missed in this episode, it's gonna be on the channel uh, next. I, I think in a few hours, we'll see. As, as quickly as we can, sometime today. Uh, first yeah. though, let's uh, talk about the, the big juicy information that was dropped in this episode and we'll, we'll yeah. recap what happened. And Tommy, I don't know how you felt, but like, you know, we luckily got to see these first four episodes early and you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people had kind of a muted response to the first three episodes. And I, I just want to tell everyone like, just wait for episode four because episode four yeah. is awesome. Like I loved yes. how much we explored the world and don't get me wrong, I love the first three episodes. I love the patience yeah. of it. I love just like the character development, the writing, all of it was so great. Uh, mm -hmm. But man, episode four takes us off to the races with uh, yeah. just learning how the ISB works. Anton Lesser just mm -hmm. speeding through that briefing was so cool. I love the, yeah. the intensity of these rebels on Aldani and how they all really don't trust Cassian at all. No. Uh, it was so cool. It kind of, I mean, it really parallels some cool kind of like earthbound cinema and earthbound television of like, yeah, the new guy coming in is a little too convenient, especially when he's a Swiss army knife where they're like, hey, this brand new guy is the answer to all of our problems. The whole savior thing is usually uh, a recipe for disaster. Although in this case, we're fairly certain Andor is the hero. So yeah, I love it. I thought it was amazing. I, I love the first three episodes as well. I know sometimes these shows, especially one with the promise of Andor where it's like, there's 12 episodes this season. It might take people a little while to get into it, but I hope they get into it sooner than later because they're missing out on the weekly experience of, of yeah. all of us seeing it at the same time, like other, you know, kind of must-see TV. So hopefully yeah. this, is the, this is the week that gets them on board. Hopefully, yeah. Now, episode four begins with Luthen and Cassian arguing about the next step, and we learn that Cassian fought on Mimban, which is a war effort yes. that Han Solo and Chewie also took part in in Solo, a Star Wars story. And I want to ask you, Tommy, do you think... Cassian Ander could have met 
Han Solo in one of those trenches, oh. or uh, Chewie passing as he was like cuffed, brought into that uh, whatever that den that he was in when they had to like fight each other and they met. I, or do you think they were I just think, ships in the night? I think Han Solo and Cassian Andor would have hated each other <laughs> if they had met <laughs> yeah. in person. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Chewbacca might have liked him, but uh, there's no yeah. If he had met Han Solo, I have a feeling that w- they would have been uh, who shot first situation. Yo, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, those are afraid two. of a little cold-blooded killing. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't it be fun if, uh, if at some point, like, you know, we just see some scar on his back. It's just like a Wookiee scar. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, I don't know How'd if they ever would have crossed paths again. Be- yeah. Because uh, Han and Chewie were definitely steering clear of the rebellion after that, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, they're they're just in it for a payday. But, you know, so is right. Cassian Andor. Yeah, think right, about exactly. It, they're very similar figures in that regard. Yeah. Anyway, so Luthen says the Aldani mission is to rob the payroll uh, for an Imperial sector. I just love the way that's introduced. I love that that is the mission uh, because yeah. it's so practical, right? It's not to blow something up or to steal some weapon. It's just like piss off a lot of yeah. these Imperial soldiers and desk workers for not getting their payday because right. they're so fat and satisfied. All they really want is their paycheck. That's really the secret power of the Empire is the fact that they have the control of the pocketbooks of everybody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love this whole episode was chock full of like, bureaucratic letdowns and people not doing their job or only doing 75% of their job. Like I understand that like that on the wrong hands and in the wrong franchise, this could be really boring, but it's fascinating to me to have like things not working out because people aren't doing their job, having actual consequences is, yeah. you know, it's, it's not just getting uh USX machina away by like someone being like, right. Oh, it doesn't matter if no one did their job. I have this magic crystal that does everything. It's like, no, yeah. this person didn't file their reports on time, and now we don't know what we're up against. So I like it. Well, we did get one interesting, perhaps magic crystal this episode. That's a true. blue kyber crystal that Luthen yes. gives Cassian as a down payment. He calls it a Kuati signet that celebrates the uprising against the Rakatan invaders. I'm going to go more into what this means in the breakdown, but just so you know, uh, it, it kind of brings in a whole bunch of chunks of Star Wars Legends lore mm. that, you know, it's... I love how every Star Wars Disney Plus show has been doing this, bringing in little uh, little references to things that we just thought were from expanded universe literature, mm-hmm. but it's actually now Star Wars canon. The, the Kuat is like, it's another planet in the core world that it's like an old um, um, merchant uh dynasty i believe Mm. it's just like from the ancient world uh and it's like a matriarchal society Uh, it's just really cool and then uh the the rakata the rakatans were like these old conquerors that you know was believed that they were part of uh, inventing hyperspace technology so Mm. the fact that like this is now part of star wars canon again it's just so great uh and it's from the ancient world and it's implied that like is this his or is this something that he swiped from his uh antiques shop and he's mm. just using it right now, and he has to return it because otherwise he's going to be in trouble. He's, he's like the guy who works at the convenience store that scratches lottery tickets on his break. But he's like, I'll win <laughs> enough to pay it off, so it'll be fine. Yeah. He's like, I'll just yeah. keep using these antiques as bribes, but I'll get it all back, so it'll be all right. This episode also explores Coruscant, where we meet ISB officer Dedra Miro, uh, another protagonist. There's so many characters on this show, and I love that we're exploring mm-hmm. all different sides of it. Just knowing we have 12 episodes here, yeah. and the episodes Take are on time. the longer side, you yeah. know, which is just mm-hmm. nice. It feels like we're, we're getting to meet a lot of different people here. So Dedra, along with a lot of other supervisors, reports to my new favorite character on the show, Major Partikaz, uh, Anton Lesser from Game of Thrones. They're all reporting security updates across various sectors. And this guy is awesome. He's just like, 
rapid fire getting updates and just slapping people down. Well, you haven't filled out your paperwork yet, so f you. And then just goes person to person. Yes. And like, he has this awesome, he's almost like house in house where he's like, we yes. are treating illnesses and we have no yes. time to waste. You know, like, We are in healthcare services. <laughs> that is our industry. Yes, uh, I, I love, love it. it. He's like, someone report to me in the mission statement. Well, it's wrong. <laughs> like, like if you want to cross to through my gates, you must marry one of my ugly daughters. Wait, no, that's another franchise. I apologize. <laughs> well, but. and how how methodical he is compared to how Kyburn is, who kind of spoke in riddles almost. Mm. He was just kind of a creeper who loved to like work on his little experiments. And right. then he also played uh, one of the British prime ministers in The Crown. Oh, right. And how like ineffective yes. he was, you know, as, as one of the so prime ministers. I, yes, yes, yes. So this I guy, guess. how he's just a different form of methodical, yes. you know, and like he's kind of master this domain. Yeah. Uh, you just but he gives I like a weird pep charge. talk to uh to uh to the to the woman at the end what's her name nemo nemo uh, <laughs> yeah uh, finding yeah. miro miro yes miro yeah. miro sorry i'm i'm new to the show i'm learning it just like you guys it's all are. good there's miro. a lot of names he, he gives her like a really nice like he's like he's, she's like he's like officers like you are who we're trying to hire so please stop effing up <laughs> right <laughs> like, yeah but doesn't like uh doesn't shut her down he kind of no. he's clearly like grooming her for yeah. uh for her skills uh, yeah. But we, you know, she learns that there's a lot of hoops you got to jump through. And mm. uh, interesting that her jurisdiction is this Imperial Star Path unit. So mm -hmm. that is kind of our mystery box on this show is there's a whole right. story here. And she sees that there's a major, major redundancy in the fact right. that like that was able to get stolen from Steergard. Um, right. Like that's a very big deal that we're going to keep pulling at that thread through Miro. Uh, yes. And I'm excited to see what comes next from that. So meanwhile, her rival Blevin dismisses Cyril Karn, our boy Mosk, our boy Hine. Yes. They all get shut down. Uh, yes. All three more, oh. really. It's now under Imperial control. And I think with the one, one of the most fascinating things I've seen on Star Wars is we follow yeah. him home, humiliated. Yes. We think that might be Hosnian Prime or some other planet where he meets his mother, played by Catherine Hunter, a.k.a. the next door neighbor from Harry Potter, who is a, yeah. who's a magic <laughs> person in disguise. Yes. Right. Or she's not. She uh, She's a squib, right? Yes, That's what it is. She's yes. a witch who was born without magic. Anyway, mm -hmm. amazing actress. She slaps yes. him and takes him in. The neighbors yes. are like staring. Like, we yeah. never see this moment in Star Wars. No. And I, I love that we get to see that, of just yeah. following someone. They don't get executed. Like, we just follow it, them home in disgrace. It goes It goes to what the, the Tony Gilroy article we were talking about in the break yesterday, where he, like, asked the writers on the show to kind of, like, let go of their their fandom of Star Wars and consider yeah. writing things a little differently. It's like, yeah, these are things we've never, these are sides we've never seen before of these, right. this type of storytelling in, in Star Wars, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they, every episode has been doing this. and But right. it doesn't feel like contrary to Star Wars. Right. Because, no. like... It's we've we've come up to this interesting debate around this show of like what is Star Wars for people? Is it right. the stars or is it the wars? Is it the right. is it the Jedi and the lightsabers or is it the the people fighting in the trench run? And in my opinion, right. it's well, it's both. There's no reason it can't mm -hmm. be both. But like to me, when I think of Star Wars, the most exciting thrill ride I had was the trench run. It's the pilots. It's the rebels on their missions. It's the stakes mm -hmm. of the wars. Uh, right. So that's what Rogue One explored. And that's what Andor is exploring. And yeah. like just seeing people in a real war effort can be fascinating and exciting, you know? Absolutely. And uh, okay, so one of those efforts is on Aldani, where Luthen meets with the team leader, Vel Sartha, makes her take on Cassian, aka Clem, 
As the team member, she reluctantly agrees, tells Clem that they can't talk about loot than to the others. This has to look like it was part of her plan all along. They hide from TIE fighters. Clem meets the rest of the team, including Karis, Arvel, who's played by Eben Moss Bakrak from The yes. Bear, aka Cousin from The Bear, Tamarin, and Sinta, and uh, later, Lieutenant Gorn, who's a defector from the Empire, who's kind of making all this possible. They plan to break into this Imperial vault in an armory, steal the payload, ship it out on a slow-moving freighter, and really they have a very narrow window. They have to use a sacred astronomical event in which the planet passes through a crystalline belt, forming a meteor shower across the sky as a cover for their escape. I love all the lore that we're learning. Yeah. Really, the only reason they could figure this out is because Lieutenant Gorn just was able to learn from the locals how much of a rare uh, <laughs> rare event this is, and they can use that to escape. But it's, it's, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a, a likely <laughs> success. Or I no. don't think all of them are going to make it out alive. No, I would say I'm going to bet on Andor and I'm not betting on anyone else. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. I just love how little they trust him and how how scared all of them are. Yeah. Like there's no oh, yeah. uh, wisecracking, you know? Right. Everyone seems right. kind of like thrown. They they aren't confident and it just feels so no. grounded in realist, realism mm. uh, in truth. And I just love that and how much they have to kind of lie to each other. Like, again, that's like a recurring theme on this show of characters having to, like, present this false narrative. Uh, but that mm-hmm. is how life works, you know? People have to, mm-hmm. just to avoid people from defecting, they have to, like, lie to them just to keep them on board for just this limited right. amount of time. And it sucks, but that is how it works in these high-stakes scenarios. But perhaps the the most interesting thing uh, on this episode is how Luthen returns to Coruscant and puts on this disguise. He's got the wig, the fine ropes, the jewelry, changes his posture and demeanor. Uh, and he assumes his double life as an antique stealer with his partner Clea and greets Senator Mon Mothma. The two speak in code until we learn that Mon Mothma is being watched from all sides. Everywhere she goes, including her own driver. Just the idea of seeing a new person in your routine. You have to suspect that the Empire is now putting in an informant. Just a very fascinating wrinkle to all this. She's saying that she has trouble getting funding for Luthen. She wants to bring on a new person to their inner circle. Luthen's like, hell no. Mm. Hell no. We can't yeah. do that. So that's really who we're wondering about. But we follow Mon Mothma home as well to her husband, who, without talking to her, planned a dinner party that includes members of the Emperor's inner circle, including Sly Moore. That's the bald Umbaran, you know. Uh, yeah. And then there's uh, one of the guys with the goofy hats who followed him around in uh, Return of the Jedi. That's who. Yeah. That's who's on the invite list. Uh, so <laughs> it's a who's just who. Like, it's a who's who of action figures that are pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So she's really worried about that. Uh, so we're going to talk about what's coming next, including Mon Mothma's yeah. new secret recruit, why Luthen really needs Cassian on this mission in particular, and if any of these Aldani rebels will survive this mission. So, yeah. Tommy, what's our question this week? Uh, I guess, Eric, I'll say no ifs and or buts about it. Who is Mon Mothma's <laughs> secret recruit? Who? Indeed. So this episode brings us into the world of uh, Mon Mothma, who's currently a senator in the Imperial Senate on Coruscant. She's representing her homeworld of Chandrilla, and we know from Obi-Wan Kenobi that Bail Organa from Alderaan is in a similar position. Both of these senators are trying to play both sides and use their positions of power to affect whatever goodness they still can during these dark days, while secretly supporting rebel insurgencies. There was that deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith showing Mon Mothma meeting with Bail Organa after Emperor Palpatine rose to power and dissolved the Republic to form the Empire, but he kept the Senate intact really just as like kind of a puppet uh, government yeah. so that like people yeah. still felt like there was business as usual uh, but yes. they met in secret and they planned to do whatever they could to preserve democracy that scene was Genevieve O'Reilly's first time playing the role and it was really from that one scene that the producers of Rogue One decided to bring her back which is really cool yeah. because we're talking about like that was over a decade uh, and they brought yeah. back the same actor to do I that I remember that yeah when they, they were like this person had like 15 years off or something like that and then 
Or not, yeah. you know, less than that. But yes, yeah, that's great. Good for her. She does a great job. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But still, about a decade to bring back the same actor, it just yeah. uh, goes to show mm-hmm. how much they really liked what she did in that Absolutely. one scene. We have to wonder who is in Mon Mothma's current circle along with Luthen Rail, and who does Mon Mothma want to add to it? Now, the mm. first name that comes to mind, of course, is Bail Organa. The thing is, I'm just wondering if Bail Organa might already be a member of that particular yeah, circle. That you would think sense. that whatever rebel operations Mon Mothma is a part of, Bail would probably also at least know of it as well. Unless, unless, and this is something that Andor, the series, is introducing to us, that they have to be so secretive and clandestine that they might not even know what each other are working on at this point in history. How many meetings do you think Bail and Mon can have with each other? Because they're both senators who are both being closely watched. Can they really meet? That often at this mm. point, I have to wonder if Bail Organa may have his side of the rebellion that he's working on. We know he's in touch with certain people. We know he's in touch with Ahsoka Tano. That uh, I don't know if Mon Mothma would even know at this point in history that Ahsoka Tano is like A, still alive and B, like helping out with the cause. Mm. I still think Bail Organa is a, is a likely possibility if any cameo shows up at all, which might be a very slim possibility in general. Well, just we know how Tony Gilroy is approaching this. But like if right. we do get mention of someone, I think Bail Organa would be likely because we just saw him on Obi-Wan Kenobi and the show is going to explore more of the Imperial Senate. Uh, so it's possible we get a Jimmy Smith's cameo. It just seems like it's not a very exciting possibility. It's just it is possible. Mm. Uh, I just don't know if that would be someone where Luthen's like, no, not him. Because really, I, I feel like Amon Matha's operations would have proceeded sure. with Bale than with Luthen. But I don't know. I've got a, I've got a rogue pitch. Go. Go for it. Maybe it's uh, time for a couple people to speak Mon to Mon. Mothma <laughs> to Kalamar. Ooh. Maybe it's time for a certain Admiral Akbar to enter the fold. I mean, he's already established as an admiral. In A New Hope, right? He's already established as an I don't know what the timeline is, because we have Admiral Radis, who is uh, who is the one who oversees the Battle of Scarif. Uh, I don't know if Akbar, he's alive at this point. I don't yeah. know where he is in the Mon Cala power okay, structure Okay, all right, I'm just saying, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's possible. I want to see some more aliens. I've seen enough human faces. Let's get some aliens in it. If someone comes in and goes, it's a twerp. Then we know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he may be a teenager at this point. So as far as he's yeah. concerned, it's all a fat. He's just a little calamari now. He's just a little ring. It's a fap. Um, <laughs> it's a but <laughs> It's a fap. We got another oh, Aegon Targaryen over there on Mon Cala. But it's all water, so it just dissolves. Jesus, more Targaryens fell out that window than any, uh, than any uh, Baratheons, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Thousands of Targaryens died that day, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but we mentioned Ahsoka Tano, and uh, yeah. uh, it's... I just... Ahsoka just seems like that would be the one that Tony Gilroy's like, no, we're not doing that shit on the yeah. show. We're not bringing yeah, yeah. in a bunch of cameos. Yeah. But that would be the one that, like... It just depends on how much Lucasfilm is going to have a role yeah. in who this is, or if it's just Tony yeah. Gilroy doing it. But right. Ahsoka Tano was brought in by Bail Organa at some point during this period as yeah. a rebel spy on the Fulcrum subspace frequency. Assuming we get more news about the Ahsoka spinoff series this fall as more episodes of Andor come out, this could be a good place for Ahsoka to at yep. least get mentioned. Um, mm. I think it would be too early for Hera Syndulla or any members of the crew of the Ghost to come up on the show just because Mon Mothma joins up with Hera in an episode of Rebels and that's not until later after Senator Mothma uh, parts ways with the Senate, becomes a fugitive following her speaking out against the Gorman massacre. Actually, if you listen closely, she did mention the Gormans in this episode that she's already kind of worried about what's happening to them. Mm -hmm. She said invite some Gormans, see how they think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I have a theory 
that Mon yeah. Mothma might want to bring someone into the circle that Bail Organa knows, so it might not be aware of how much that person knows about the rebel operations. Uh-huh. And that person is a young preteen, Leia Organa. Uh-huh. Uh, now, Leia at this point has started to become aware, at least suspicious of her parents' support of the rebel causes. Bail and mm-hmm. Brea tried their best to keep Leia in the dark for everything they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, just for her protection. But eventually, according to literature from this period, Leia figures it out and they bring her into the mm-hmm. circle. That's why, uh, you know, a couple years after this, um, Bale goes, I will trust her with my life. But would uh, would Mon Mothma go over Bale's head to bring Leia into the fold? Well, Leia and Mon Mothma have a relationship. Uh, Mon Mothma is kind of a mentor to Leia at this point in history because Leia spent some time in the Senate. Mon Mothma mm-hmm. kind of uses her as an apprentice to learn the ways of statecraft. Uh, so this is like a big time for Leia. We could learn that the person that Mon Mothma wants to just bring into the fold could be, could be Leia Organa. Mm. Now, at this point in history, would they have uh, a D.H. Carrie Fisher or would they bring in the actress who played Leia in Obi-Wan Kenobi and just kind of mm. age her up a little bit? I think it would be the latter. But I just yeah. don't know. I don't uh, based on the reaction to young Leia and Obi-Wan Kenobi, a lot of people felt that that character was unnecessary and kind of silly mm-hmm. in the way that she was running away from Flea. Uh but I think this could be uh like something that uh an interesting arc. I like it. I'm on board with it, Eric. I I think yeah. I also think you could cast you could cast like a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old actor. Oh, sure. In that role that looks like, you know, kind of as a cross in the middle. So why not bring in a whole new Princess Leia? All you have to do is do the hair up in like a specific style and people will be like, oh, that's Leia, you know? Mm-hmm. And play the theme. Now, do you think that this would be something that Bail Organa does with his consent or something that Bail wouldn't know about? My thinking is that Bail would be like, yeah, it's time for the daughter to figure out what's going yeah. on. Yeah, especially with him knowing her involvement and in everything, you know, like her, him knowing her true history and stuff. You yeah. know, it's like, dude, there's a lot of destiny in that, so... Yeah. All right. So we want you guys, please, to go check out newrockstarsmerch.com for our two new Cassie Nandor shirts inspired by the show. We've got the Andor signet symbol inside the Death Star. And of course, we have the, and I'm going to say this right, Rebel Scum shirt. No mispronunciation needed. So check those out. Thanks, as always, for visiting newrockstarsmerch.com. All right, Tommy. uh, Why do you think Luthen is pushing Cassian onto this mission? I know he needs, like, you know, more people to help out with it. He wants it really to go well. But it seems like he's grooming Cassian for a specific job on this mission. He's not really cluing in Velsartha that much on it. What do you think is really going on there? Well, it seems to me as if Luthen knows that this is a very, very, very highly unlikely uh, everyone makes it out style mission. So I think this is maybe perhaps a next level in Luthen's testing of Andor to see, you know, I mean, obviously there's bigger and more grandiose plans to take out the Empire, right? Like they understand it's not just going to be stealing a few payroll crates of pay. Uh, so I, to me, I think he's like, let me put him in a situation that is almost impossible. The Kobayashi Maru of the Star Wars universe, <laughs> if you will, an unwinnable mm-hmm. test. Although there will be human lives or people are living creatures killed, human and otherwise, in this mission, most likely. I think this is just like, this is like to him, he's like, he passed the, the, uh, the first test. Now let me give him this incredibly difficult test. If he passes this, I can give him a huge, huge mission. I don't know why I did the Donald Trump 
hand symbols for huge. <laughs> it's hard not but, to. It's hard yeah, not to right. at this point. He ruined the word huge. Um, he did. But bigly. He ruined it bigly. Am I reading into uh, a relationship here between Luthen and Vel? Like, does it seem like they might be father and daughter there? The way he yells at yeah. her to look at, you wanted to lead. Doesn't it yeah. seem like there might yeah. be a relationship there? Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like there's definitely more. It also feels like she's protecting the other rebels from her or, or she's blocking them from her true relationship with Luthen as well, right? Like she doesn't even really bring him up to them. Mm. Like do no, they even know do we know that they know he exists even or like, you know, they must know someone exists. She might be worried that like they're gonna not trust her if it's just right. daddy's girl who got this gig. Sure. You know that makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of this crew, do you think any of these rebels will survive this mission? I mean, they, they're going to kill that little kid. Or not kid. They're, gonna they're kill definitely going to kill that kid. Like, he's going to be like, do it for me, Andor. And then Andor is going to be in his head just counting credits. He's like, wait, if I take his amount of credits, too. <laughs> it's a pirate's game here. Yeah, the game it's theory, like, like, okay. I mean, I, possibly. No, I think everybody dies but Andor. I'm going to go with that. I think everybody yeah, dies but honestly, Andor. Honestly, I'm feeling the same way. I think Cousin's going to die. I think yeah. Belle's going to die. And then later yeah. after she dies, that's when we find out that it was Cassian's yeah. daughter, or that was Luthen's yeah. daughter. I think Because he's going to be that. like, where's Vel? Where's Vel? Uh, she didn't make it. So it'll just end up being that depressing. Yeah. All right. So the fact that we follow Cyril home, do you think... I mean, what's next for him? Is he going to join the Empire? Is he going to play some other role? Is he going to, like, go even harder and try to redeem himself and make things even worse for everybody? I think there's going to be some sort of breakthrough in that case that brings it to the attention of the Empire again, and he's going to get a redemption shot, an empirical redemption shot, and be brought in as an Imperial officer. I think he comes back as an Imperial officer, is my guess. Yeah, I think that uh, we're going to learn of, like, some other new horrible faction of people who, like, serve the Empire or, yeah. like, do things their own way, you yeah. know, that work outside the law of the Empire, yeah. but are just, like, even worse than the Probably Empire. Probably that what, Linus Mosk, right? Is that his name? Linus Mosk? Yeah, yeah. Like, he'll be like, there's another group we can join, sir, and they're even yeah. more for the cause than us. It'll be great. Everything they do is about killing. It'll be wonderful. I think he's going to commit some horrible war crime. Oh, yeah. Something horrible. I mean, maybe he'll end up being good. I think it'd be kind of boring if he ended up being good, personally. Yeah. I, I would have sort of, because we already have a bunch of like noble criminals on this show. Yeah, we don't need that. Like, we Andor's arc is kind of redemptive in a way. And he's such a broken, per insecure person already. He's perfect for like to become like a fanatical Imperial officer who's like, yeah. does, you know, just kills indiscriminately and is like, He's the one that, like, when Kylo Ren's, like, kill all the villagers, he's, like, doesn't even hesitate to start shooting. He's, he's like, like already dead. I already killed yeah. him. Oh, you wanted me to do that? Oh, good. Great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, again, my breakdown of all the Easter eggs that you might have missed in this episode, episode four, will be coming out later today. Thank you so much for watching this after show. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtel. Follow New Rockstar. Subscribe to Wookie Leaks wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for watching, and we have we spoken. Have spoken.